Welcome back, everyone, to the Captain's Log for August 23rd. I am Ian, joined by Aaron, and we're here to break down the news and new releases for the past couple weeks of gaming. We're going to jump right into it, like to keep it short, like to keep it sweet. And the first game that we have coming out is the Crew Mission Deep Sea. So you may have heard of the Crew Quest for Planet 9. It won a lot of Game of the Year awards and a very popular cooperative game. And they have released a sequel to that in the Crew Mission Deep Sea. It is a standalone game that uses the very similar gameplay style. It's a cooperative trick-taking game where you work together to complete certain tasks. The big difference between this, besides the theme, of course, seems to be that they have taken the task. They have made way more of them. There are a lot more now, and they are a lot more varied. In the original game, it was more simple objectives, like win this simple card. And then when there were more objectives, you may spice it up, like you have to win them in this order, or this one has to be won first. In this game, they do a lot more varied things with it, where you may have to win with a specific card. You have to win a trick with a card. You may can win with any card. You have to win the first two tricks. A lot of different varied stuff, so it looks like it's definitely a step up. If you're interested in the crew, this is probably going to be a slam dunk for you as well. So definitely keep an eye out for that if you enjoyed the first game, or if you're just interested in it. Some very fun stuff coming out from that series. Aaron, what is the next game we have coming out? All right, well, the next game we have is an expand alone for Villainous. This is Villainous Perfectly Wretched. This can be played uh, by itself or with any of the other entries from the Disney Villainous series of games. Certainly one of uh, Robinsberger's most popular games in recent years. In the base game of Villainous, the way the game works is you are playing one of the key villains from various Disney properties. And the this newest uh, expansion adds Cruella de Vil from 101 Dalmatians, Mother Gothel from Tangled, as well as Pete from Steamboat Willie. So it comes with those three characters, the uh, little plastic miniatures for them, their decks of cards, their player boards. And uh, like I said, you can either play that you know, two or three player just by itself, or if you've already got the, the rest of the Disney collection, these new characters can be folded in that without any, any modification need. We're going to move on to our news for the week. And the first thing that we have for you is actually an interesting one that I still don't fully understand myself. Um, a Magic the Gathering deck has been copyrighted. Aaron, break that down a little bit for us. So a couple days ago, it came to light that a uh, physics professor by the name of Robert Hovden has obtained a copyright for a specific Magic the Gathering deck. Uh, now, uh, Mr. Hovden, he is someone who is known to kind of copyright things just to show off flaws that he feels are in the copyright system. So... This is, it's, it's really more of a story about what's wrong with our copyright system more than Magic the Gathering, but it is still, I feel, worth bringing up because of the, the potential implications. Because in, in Magic the Gathering, what typically happens is after the release of a new set of cards, within a few days or at most weeks... The, enough people have played enough times that kind of the, the best combinations of cards have been figured out. 
you know, there will be four or five decks that basically everyone plays at the, the top competitive levels. So the question becomes, if somebody figures out, oh, this is a really good deck, and then they copyright it, what effect does that have on uh, particularly the professional Magic the Gathering scene? You know, how many cards do you have to change out in order for the deck to be legally distinct? Can it? Can you copyright the general theme of the deck, or does it need to be those specific cards from those specific printings? So, uh, like I said, this was this was a, a an intentionally bad faith effort on the part of Mr. Hobden. This was just uh, kind of him trying to to point out that the copyright system could be abused this way. And we'll have uh, links in the show notes to a couple different articles uh, discussing this uh, much more in depth than we could get into here on this show. Uh, and then we also have yet another follow-up uh, to our, our convention series at this point. Um, previously, we discussed that UK Games Expo would uh, had, had amended their COVID protocols to require uh, masks and proofs of vaccination. Uh, Gen Con has announced this week that they originally they had stated that they would allow you to bring your uh, vaccination card with you and using that you wouldn't have to wear a mask they have announced that if you are inside or outside and there's enough people so crowded spaces be they indoor or outdoor you will be required to have a face covering for you know a mask over your nose and mouth unless you are actively eating or drinking. This does come on the heels of, uh, you know, as I'm sure we, we've all seen in the news that the Delta variant is on the rise. Um, so it's it's interesting to see how conventions uh, are really trying to make it happen. Um, you know, I, I used to work for a convention. I cannot imagine trying to do that right now. Um, you this, this this may not be widely known. Conventions usually operate on a absolute shoestring budget skeleton crew. If the convention doesn't happen one year, that can spell the end of the convention, even for really big shows. I, it's 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 interesting to see all this stuff coming out. I'm curious to see uh, how this will all play out as we as we get even closer to the conventions actually happening. Hopefully, at least by next year, we'll be at a point where things can be a lot more normal. It's disappointing to see a lot of these conventions still having to be so worried about these things. I mean, understandably so. Definitely should be worried about it. But it's disappointing to still be in this position when last year we hoped that it would be this year where we'd be able to go back to conventions again. So we'll have to keep an eye on that and fingers crossed for next year, of course. The next story that we have is actually an update to the ongoing situation between Reiner Knizia and the studio Grail Games. In addition to actually a couple other publishers, Matago and Colossal Games, and we mentioned previously that Knizia had cut ties with Grail Games over some issues with them publishing in areas where they should not have, and some 
statements that they made about the performance of his games, and so there was some bad faith there. He has now cut ties completely, and those publishers no longer have the right to sell his games, period. So he has gone completely hardball on this. Additionally, there was a game, Whale Riders, that was actually funded by a Kickstarter campaign in 2020 that cannot be further published because of these disputes. So it is up in the air as to whether or not that will get a release via a different company or what's going to happen with that. So we'll have a lot more to continue to bring to you, of course, about this situation. But that's the current update is that things have definitely progressed in a negative manner. That really sucks for the, I mean, the, the people who backed the game on Kickstarter, but the highfalutin world of, of these contract releases is certainly more than I can speak to. The last topic that we have to bring to you guys today is one that is definitely a little bit more sensitive, but we do feel that it is important to bring it up, especially just to how important it is towards our industry nowadays. A couple days ago, Ashley Taylor, a former employee of Broken Token, a company that has done a lot of inserts for a lot of games, published an account of her experience with Greg Spence, the CEO of Broken Token. We are not going to dive into all of the details because it does get a bit dark. It is a hard read. There is a link to the Medium post that she put out. If you are interested reading it, we are, of course, not going to go into all of those details, but she does recount the abuse and harassment that she experienced at the hands of Greg Spence. We're not going to go into detail of that, of course, but there was a significant amount of manipulation and abuse that was present there. We, of course, at the Dice Pirates do stand 100% with Ashley, and this sort of behavior is 100% unacceptable, and we do strive to make this an accepting and welcoming place for everybody. It has been encouraging to see the outpouring of support for Ashley Taylor as well. In addition, there has been a significant number of developers and publishers who have already spoken out. One of the first to do so was Isaac Childress, the creator of Gloomhaven and Frosthaven, who has already broken ties with Broken Token and is seeking other options for inserts. Pandasaurus Games as well as Yellow are also breaking ties and looking for new options for inserts. In addition, they are also donating to Rain. There will be more info from those. You've also seen several different groups, Evil Hat Productions and Fireside Games, that have also continued to terminate their relationships with Broken Token. So there has been quite a response already in just the last couple of days. It is definitely still up in the air as to see what will happen to Broken Token moving forward, and I'm sure there will be a lot more news about that in the coming weeks. That's it for the news this week. As always, thank you for listening. Make sure to check us out next week for the main podcast, and we'll be back in two weeks for a new news episode. And as always, we'll be right here. Thank you for listening. Thank you.